JD Talking Sports. Tuesday, February 21st, 2017. Ever since I made that faux pas, I feel like I have to check the day and what the date is. Right, it is Tuesday. Usually I work in the city today training, but today I was in New Jersey subbing. Saw Ryan today talk a little basketball. All right, I want to get started right away. Now, Mark W. Sanchez of the New York Post. Candace Wiggins, not sure if you remember her. Her dad, Alan Wiggins, actually played in the Major League Baseball with the Padres. Played in a World Series with the Padres and died very young. Very sick. I think complication from AIDS. And his daughter was a hell of an athlete. Stanford, third pick in the 2008 WNBA draft and a 2011 champion. But she said that her sexuality, and I quote, marred the moment. She said that there's a very, very harmful culture running through the WNBA, which she said ended up getting her bullied through her eight-year career because she was heterosexual. She last played in 2015. She said she retired prematurely to leave the league that she estimated wildly is 98% lesbian and which is played in such isolation that it weighs on the people on the court. 98%. Really? So what does that mean? That means basically every player that plays in the WNBA is a lesbian. Wow. That's some, that's some bold statement right there, Miss Wiggins. She said, it wasn't like my dream came true in the WNBA. It was quite the opposite. She told in an extensive San Diego Tribune story published Monday. She said she wanted to play two more years of WNBA, but the experience didn't lend itself to her mental state. She was a depressing state, as she put in the WNBA. It's not watched. Our value is diminished. She said it's quite hard. She didn't like the culture inside the WNBA, and without revealing too much, it was toxic for me. My spirit was being broken. Now, I find this interesting. I don't want to reveal too much, but I'm telling you that it's 98% lesbian, and it was damaging and all that, but I don't want to get too much into it. I think you've kind of given a lot, lot of information, Miss Wiggins. I'd love to hear a little more. She said she couldn't take it anymore. Being harassed for being straight and fighting for attention in a league that is starved. She said, being heterosexual and straight and being vocal my identity as a straight woman was huge. Again, 98% of the women in WNBA are gay women. It was a conformist type of place. Conformist type of place, huh? There was a whole different set of rules. They, they, the other players she put could apply. She played for the Lynx, the Shock, the Sparks, and Liberty. And she said a lot of it had to do with uh, the, the league's WNBA struggles with ticket sales and TV ratings. And last season, the WNBA said its average attendance was 7,655, the highest in 2011. She said there's a lot of jealousy and competition, and we're all fighting for crumbs. She goes, the way I, the, the way I looked, the way I played, those things contributed to the tension. She goes, people were deliberately trying to hurt me all the time. I was never, she said, I'd never been called the B word so many times in my life than I was in my rookie season. I'd never been thrown to the ground so much. The message was, we want, we want you to know we don't like you. This woman's got, uh, Miss Wiggins sounds like she, this is not, these issues have not been resolved at all. Wow. 
crazy. I mean, 98% of the league is lesbian. And if it is lesbian, is that a bad thing? I mean, she's entitled to her opinion, but 98% she's saying? It's kind of disrespectful to the players. You're saying basically, I mean, basically, 100% would mean every single player in the league. You were telling me that 98% of the players in the league are lesbians. I need, I need, I, I would love, you know what? I'd love to get her in an interview. I'd love to hear more about this because I found this mesmerizing, baffling, downright disgusting. You know, maybe she had to deal with some stuff, but really? Would they? Would, I mean, here she used they, the way, the way I looked, the way I played. She used, she called them they. Like, wow. Yeah. We want you to know, we we want you to know we don't like you. All right. And on another note, I just saw the Rockets picked up Lou Williams, who's averaging over 18 points a game for the Lakers for a forward Corey Brewer and first-round draft pick. How about that? And the Lakers, Magic Johnson, once an outsider, Critical of the team, he's going to be the one calling the shots now. Now all the critical and all that stuff, it's going to be all on his shoulders. I guess he wants it. They fired Hall of Fame. They fired Mitch Kupchak, who has been with the team since I felt like I was a teenager. And this has all happened. He was only he was hired as an advisor to the president, Jeannie Buss, on February 2nd. Three weeks later, he's they gave him the reins. And her brother, Jim, is relinquishing his title as executive VP of basketball operations. Now, the timing of the move is curious. The NBA trade line deadline is Thursday. And as you just saw, they already did a trade. Well, they already got rid of Lou Williams. They got a draft pick. Wow. And the power play seems to, squat, seems to quash the possibility that Phil Jackson will leave his role as Knicks president this offseason to join his former fiancé with the Lakers. Yes! And Johnson said the reunion with the Lakers actually came from his reaching out the bus post-breakup with Jackson. Hey, today I took a series of actions I believe will turn the Lakers to the heights Dr. Jerry Buss demanded and our fans rightly expect, Jeannie Buss said in a statement. Our search for a new GM to work with Irvin and Coach Luke Walton is well underway and we hope to announce a new GM in short order. And that GM is Kobe Bryant's former agent and James Harden, among others, Rob Palenka is going to be signed to a multi-year deal. Former agent is now going to be the GM. Lakers must know something I don't know. Wow. Johnson said recently that Bryant would be one of his first calls if he got the promotion. But at least for now, they said any role with Kobe appears to be informal. He said he's going to, hey, Magic said he's going to work tirelessly to return our Lakers to NBA champs. Kupchak has been the Lakers GM since 2000. And he's been with the Lakers front office for 30 years, including the last 17 as general, general manager, the longest current stretch running in a front office in the NBA. Jim Buss had been in the Lakers front office for 19 years, including 12 in charge of basketball opera, operations alongside Kupchak. Last year, they were 17 and 65. They got a new coach. Hey. And they also parted ways with longtime top PR executive John Black. 
All right. We shall see. I'm very curious how this is going to turn out, you know? And then Raptors play the Celtics on Friday, 11-14, since the beginning of January. Serge Ibaka. Thank you, Ryan, Serge. He's going to be a great compliment to DeRozan and Lowry. 15 points per game this season matches a career high. Career high, I mean, think about it, 15 points and seven rebounds. With DeRozan and Lowry, I'll tell you, Cavaliers might have a run for them. Now they got they got a big three like the, the Cavs do. You know, things could change. It could be interesting. 31-year-old Chris Paul and the Clippers verbally agreed to a new deal over $200 million for, for, via base, basketball insiders. He must first decline his player option for the 2017-2018 season. That's supposed to be for $24.2 million next year. He's only making $22.8 this year. $200 million deal at the age of 31. And his 27.31 player efficiency rating this year is sixth in the NBA. Sixth. He's averaging over 17 a game, almost 10 assists a game, over five rebounds, and 2.2 steals in 36 games. He's out with a, what did he break his finger? But they said he is in playing shape, but the hand isn't there yet. And the Bulls, Celtics were talking about something, but they were concerned. The Celtics were concerned about Isaiah Thomas, who is their franchise guy, having Butler come in. But you need two guys. That's just me now. The Bulls said they are not trading Jimmy Butler. Not happening. Okay, we shall see. Time will tell. Time will tell, right? And the Nets, Bojan Bogdanovich, rumors of him going to the Wizards. 55 games this year, 14 points. Four rebounds, two assists, 44 from the field, 36% on threes. Hey, if the Nets can get some draft picks, I say do it. And asking price for Brooke Lopez has dropped. Now instead of two first-round picks, they'll take a first and second-round pick for Brooke via ESPN. And I'll tell you, it's getting close. It's getting close to that time where Thursday is the trade deadline. Also, the Knicks, T-Wolves, one of several teams to contact the Knicks regarding Derrick Rose. Now, if he went to the T-Wolves, it would be Rose for Ricky Rubio. Ryan does not like the deal. What do I think? You know what? I think it might work better with Porzingis. D-Rose, Porzingis not working well. He's a young guy, has some years on him, loves to pass the ball. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I think Rubio would be great in the city. And, you know, the fan base would love him. So I I don't know. And uh, Rose could play with with Thibodeau, could be back with Thibodeau who he had some of his best. Hey, he had an MVP year with him. You never know. And then we have baseball. Now, this just came in. This just came in. I just saw this. Major League Baseball will approve the change for intentional walk rule will now be granted following dugout signal. Thank you, Howard Bryant. So no more four pitches, just a signal, and boom, it's done. And also, already Thursday's game, Joakim Noah is out. He tweaked his hamstring in practice. Hernan Gomez is going to start in his place. Joakim Noah, that $72 million just keeps coming back over and over and over again. All right, now we got the Yankees. Jonathan Neese, he's going to join Adam Warren, Luis Severino, Chad Green, and Luis Sesa, and Brian Mitchell. Now, all these pitchers combined have just a third of Nice's 197 career starts. They're all in competition for the two spots in the rotation. Now, Girardi said he could also be a candidate for middle relief. 
which he's done just 14 times in his career, Nice has. He's most likely to compete with Chasen Shreve. Now, if they keep him past March 28th, five days before season opener, through the collective bargaining agreement, they must pay him $100,000 in a retention fee. If he's not called up by June, he can ask for his release. Hey, now this is interesting. The Yankees last year, 19 errors by the pitchers. Second worst in the American League and worst in the nine years that Girardi has been the manager. They've been doing drills with the entire infield and doing it with game conditions and the same speed, you know, you got to replicate those game conditions. You can't go, you can't go half speed. You got to go full speed. CC led pitchers with four errors and 12 pitchers committed at least one error. A couple of them, Batances had a couple that lost him some games. Now, Chad Green, no errors last year in 140 and a third innings pitched between the Yankees and Triple A's. Scranton. He's had two and four years of pro ball. He credits a lot of it to his playing third base and first base in high school. Hey, those are good things. And A-Rod this year, $21 million, is making more than Didi and Chase Headley, $18.1 million combined. And he says, A-Rod, that being a Yankee means everything to him, and he's going to stay retired. For $21 million, there's a lot of things I would do. A lot of things. A lot of things. And I thought this was interesting. The Brewers brought a guy who played in Korea last year, Marcus Thames. Last three years, actually. Last year in Korea, hit 348, 41 home runs, 126 RBIs, and on base plus slugging was 1,171. That is out of control numbers. He signed a three year, $16 million deal, club option for 2020. They got rid of Chris Carter, who had 41 home runs last year. They think he could do good things. Now, only one returning Brewer this year, Ryan Brown, even hit 20 home runs last year. Now, they were 73 and 89 last year, the Brewers. But they did lead the majors in steals last year. Hey, and two straight fourth fourth place finishes. They want to do better this year. And Matt Matt we- Matt Weeters, the former Orioles catcher, four time All Star, Nat signed for two years, twenty one million. I love him. I love the way he plays. Fox Sports, thanks for the info. Last year he had uh, two forty three, hundred twenty four games, seventeen home runs, sixty six RBIs. And Sammy Sosa denies ever taking steroids. He says they have nothing on me. I guess he's talking about everybody. Hey, Sammy, if you said you didn't take it, I have to believe you, right? I have to. I mean, I everybody has forearms as big as you do. I mean, I, I was jacked like you were, right? Right. It was all natural. That's what that's what we all say. Yeah. Okay. And Major League Baseball Players Association Executive Director Tony Clark. It's been in the news a lot the last couple of days. Difficult to institute major changes to speed up the game in 2017. Because I know that intentional walk signal is going to speed up the game by about 72 minutes. And Vegas, how about this, could be a viable market for Major League Baseball. Commissioner Rob Manfred said league ex- re-examining its stance on gambling. No shit. Really? Really? No shit. And Westgate gave their numbers for who would have the most wins in the AL and National League. AL, Indians, 93.5 wins this season, and the Cubs, 94, 95.5. A rematch in the World Series this year? And Cleveland wins this year? That'd be nice. I want Cleveland to win a, win a series. I really do. And the Mets, Ahmed Rosario, untouchable prospect. 21, shortstop. He's going to start the year at AA Binghamton or AAA Vegas. 6'2", 190, put on 10 pounds of muscle this offseason. There's a guy, Mike Barwis, who's training all these guys. They're all getting jacked. He's only hit five home runs last year and 479 at-bats. But they said the power could be emerging, which he did last year in, in single and double A. 
Now, he had 341, 392 on base percentage last year and 41 slugging in double A Binghamton. And then you have, as Drupal Cabrera has a club option for next year, could be utility player and maybe mentor Romero, but they love him. Hey, things could be looking up for the Mets. Mets could go in a dynasty. Why not? Why not? It should happen, right? And Clemson quarterback, Deshaun Watson, said he is going to participate in every aspect of the scouting combine. Every aspect. You got to love it. That's coming up. Scouting combine's right around the corner. And this was interesting. They talk about guys who invited the combine, not whatever. Well, listen to this. 1998, 1998, Andrew Brandt, he writes for the MMQB, used to be a agent. And one of his clients in 98 was a quarterback that, that was, was told that he was just a guy. Well, that guy went on to play 18 years, retired this past year, Matt Hasselbeck. You know, sometimes it is what it is. And Tom Brady's jersey, missing jersey from Super Bowl, L.I., Lia, as I like to call it, worth 500000 Now, if I find it, do I get a finder's fee? Not that I took it, but if I find it, I should get something. If it's worth 50000 it should be 500000 I should get fifty. I should get fifty k. That's what I was thinking. That's why fifty thousand came in my head. I think so. I think that's a point. I think I should get that kind of money. I think I deserve it. And the Bears are actively seeking a trade partner for Jay Cutler. You think? Really? No shit. <sighs> okay. Yeah. JD Token Sports. Drop the G War on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, subscribe on iTunes. I'd love to hear from you. Thoughts, ideas, and another old soccer star might be coming to the MLS. Wayne Rudy. Wayne Rooney is going to quit Man United at the end of the season. They said either Everton or MLS. I think he'd have a better time over here. I think he should come play in New York, New Jersey market. I think he would love it. The fans would love it. A lot of people love him. And also, Darrell Rivas' pre-trial hearing is pushed back to March 15th. It was originally scheduled for Thursday. He's been charged with four felony charges, one misdemeanor, he was released on a non-monetary bond. Now, his lawyers, of course, have denied any wrongdoing by Revis. Now, this is interesting. It could mean a delay. We'll have to make a decision about Revis's future with the team before the hearing. They owe him $2 million roster bonus on March 10th, which creates a deadline for them to either release Revis or ask him to take a pay cut. I mean, they're not going to keep him at his current salary of $15.3 million, no. But people are saying likelihood that he'll be cut after last year's disappointing season, they can't do anything until the new league year starts on March 9th, though, because of salary cap rules. Very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. All right. Well, was I going to talk about something else? Yeah, the Candace Wigan things. You know, I, I just... That's crazy, man. 98% lesbian. I don't know. That, that's going to... I mean, I understand she said she, you know, was a tough, a toxic environment, all that stuff. But something doesn't add up with these numbers. And I don't I guess she didn't say anything the whole time she was playing. It just seems like it came out of, you know. I'm always amazed these people come out after the fact. And during the eight years they were playing, they didn't say anything. I mean, I guess she was afraid of losing her job. But now what is she afraid of? I mean, if, if it's 98% lesbian, I guess she doesn't think she's ever going to work in the industry anymore. Well, she was just about the, talking about the WNBA. I don't know what she... But did she have no problems in college? So college was a heterosexual, loving environment for her, I guess? I don't know. Wow. 
Yeah. Perplexes me. That one really... Yeah. Wow. All right. Now. Trivia question from last show. Who was the last skill position player drafted by the Jets to make the Pro Bowl? Keyshawn Johnson, 1999. Amazing. Tonight's question is awesome. How many times have Duke and UNC met in the postseason? And where or when did it happen? How many times have Duke and UNC met in the postseason? And I'd love to know if you could tell me where and when it happened. All right, folks, have a great night. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Have a great night.